Score North Download, Declan Goff taking you through Score North Live with Rami Makhlouf and Matthew Collar. More new deep dives are available on the Minnesota Sports Rewind, including two new episodes on the Johan Santana trade and the craziest season in Vikings history. Minnesota Sports Rewind available on the Score North app, Apple, and Spotify. Also on that fancy free app, no paywall, no flash sale, free app. At scorenorth.com, Matthew Collar has 10 combine risers who could intrigue the Vikings. Maybe Jalen Hurts. I already uh, told Rami about getting freaky for our guy Jalen Hurts in the second or third round. I I, I convinced him on Friday. Uh-uh. I, uh-uh. uh-uh. Gotta get freaky. Uh-uh. I've already CC'd Ross. We're going to make shirts. It's going to be a whole thing. Uh, check out that piece at scorenorth.com. Collar has quarterbacks, wide receivers, offensive linemen, defensive backs. Collar is all in draft sim season with Courtney Cronin. Uh, that's coming up at 2 o'clock on Purple Daily, but for now we'll get back into Score North Live and some Timberwolves talk right now with Rami and Matthew. If getting freaky for is it what is it getting freaky for Jalen? Getting freaky yeah, for get, Hurts? I think just get freaky and get then freaky. like we haven't had like a, a design meeting on this yet, but like maybe just get freaky in like his number or like a silhouette of him or something. If those shirts get made before my Jimmy was right shirts get made. Okay. I'm throwing a fit. Then you're gonna throw a fit. All time rant. Then you're then you're All, gonna throw a hell of a fit, my there's friend. There's gonna be problems in the office. Okay. All right. Ryan Saunders, the job that Ryan has done this year? Yeah, I wouldn't say hard to evaluate. I think he's been a great partner. I, I think it, anytime you shift rosters middle of the season, you know, the goal is to establish an identity and being here day in and day out. I know how hard he and his staff work on making sure that we're on target for how we're trying to play on both ends of the balls. That was Garrison Rosas talking about Ryan Saunders yesterday on Score North Live, saying he's safe. Can you can you be safe when you're the coach of a basketball team? And I I like Ryan Saunders a lot, and I think he has a bright future as a coach in the NBA, head coach, part of somebody's staff somewhere. But man, when you've lost twenty of your last twenty two, and you're seven and thirty four. Since December first, Declan, you sent an email. Yep. What's the win percentage? That is, I believe, a, like a one seventeen win percentage. That's a fourteen win pace. A fourteen win pace since December first. Pretty bad. Can you can you really just flat out say, "No, our guy's safe. We're we're happy with Ryan Saunders. We're good with this." Does this team have a weird vibe to you of pretty cheery for second to last in? <laughs> The entire NBA. Is it because they care so little about the product on the court right now that this is this is an evaluation period and they care so little about that? Because if that's a thinking, I can kind of get down with what Garrison Rosas is saying right there in that soundbite. I mean, I am Team Tank for life. Absolutely. Spelled <laughs> yeah. Just like mm-hmm. Total Team Tank. Tanking Tattooed on your is chest. the right thing to do. Uh, we criticize Carl Anthony Towns a lot, but he's a very, very talented basketball player who you are not getting anywhere but at the very top of the draft. A lot of these teams who have quick turnarounds, all of a sudden the New Orleans Pelicans are must-watch TV. Why is that? It's not because of J.J. Redick. Ooh. Is he still playing for them? I think so. Uh, but you know, it's because of Zion Williamson. <laughs> That's why you want to watch. John Moran is the reason the Memphis Grizzlies, in large part, are hanging on to a playoff spot. Mm-hmm. And you get these guys at the top of the draft. And I know that it's not been talked about as a great draft this year, but that happens all the time. Well, it's not a great draft, and then some superstar comes out of it that you didn't expect. Happens all the time in every draft. So the fact that the Timberwolves are in line for another top draft pick to put with Carl Anthony Towns, some of these other role players that should be serviceable, 
Um, yeah, like you would say, that's a direction you want to go in along with D'Angelo Russell. Add another good player at the top of the draft. You got Culver. Maybe he develops and a Kogi and so forth. Okay, you could see you, you being competitive down the road here. That's a good plan. It's just odd to see the president of basketball operations tweet tank that yeah, after beating same. Miami. That's so weird. And then I scroll up here on the old standing. Well, okay, yeah, you really showed Miami who is, oh yeah, fourth in the East, 39 and 22, and about to make the playoffs with Jimmy. Got him. And beat the Bucks. Like, okay, that's an odd thing to do, to be pimping that home run. Right? That'd be like the Orioles beating you in walk-off fashion and being like, yes, take that, twins. That'll show you. And you're like, huh? Chris Davis, who struck out every other at-bat yes. of the season, hits a walk-off homer and he pimps it. So, I mean, I don't know whether to think boy, you guys are really into the direction of this team, and they're really excited about it, even though you have 17 wins and 42 losses, and I thought you were supposed to be fairly competitive this year. Um, and and I, are you saying you were not tanking? Because I, I don't know. I, I'm I, not it's saying very, it's very hard to figure out what they think about this and why there is sort of this attitude of, oh, what? Saunders, why would we ask about the head coach and when I'm not you're saying, 17 and 42? I'm not saying Ryan Saunders should be fired. Or... or or that Garrison Rosas would come out and say anything but what he said to Doogie yesterday here on Score North Live. But that seemed pretty emphatic. That wasn't just the stock, yeah, no, we like our coach answer. That was a pretty emphatic, we really like Ryan Saunders as our head yeah. coach. And if I was the president of basketball operations, I don't know that I'd sit here today and say, yeah, that's going to be a wrap on Ryan after year one. We saw all we needed to see. But there would definitely be an evaluation period. Like after the season, I would sit down with Ryan Saunders and, and my other decision makers and really evaluate the job that he did this season. Because even though it's an evaluation season and even though we are all on board with the tank, it doesn't, when Garrison Rosas is tweeting, tank that, it doesn't sound like he really is trying to lose basketball games. They're just really good at losing basketball games. You know what I mean? And now I'm kind of... And I've been all... All in on Garrison Rosas and the plan since he got here from Houston. A little bit of doubt is starting to creep in for me for Garrison Rosas and his plan. I don't know about you, but you look at the big picture. This roster obviously needed an overhaul. He did that. Cool. That's a point in Garrison Rosas's favor. Everybody wanted Andrew Wiggins and that contract gone. Cool. Did that. That's a point in Garrison Rosas's favor. He targeted D'Angelo Russell from the day he walked in the building, went and got his guy, and even if D'Angelo Russell isn't the answer, I appreciate that about a president and GM, that you target a guy and do what it takes to go and get him. That shows an assertiveness, an aggressiveness, and a savvy that not a lot of people have. But at the same time, you look at some of the moves that he has made and some of the pieces that are in place now, you traded whatever little defense you had here in Gorgie Jang and Robert Covington, you seem to have three pieces in place of guys who you think will be a part of this team going into the future in Cat, D'Angelo Russell, and Malik Beasley, and none of those three guys play defense. If that's three-fifths of your starting lineup when this is a finished product, you're telling me only two guys in your starting five are going to show up to play defense on a given night? You can't win basketball games like that. I don't care how many points you're scoring. And they've been, have they been the highest scoring team in the league? Was that one of the things that Garrison bragged about? But you're losing by 20 a lot of this times. This goes back to my <laughs> twins formula. The more points you give up, the more you can, the less you, or the more, the more points you score, the more you can give up and still win basketball games. But again, 
the more points you give up, the more points you have to score to win basketball games. And I don't know that their offense can keep up with the defense and the lack thereof. I just don't. I guess I'm just not sure what I'm supposed to make of all of this. So tanking is good, and you've put yourself in a good position, and you've cleared out some players that didn't fit and added some players that do fit according to you. So, okay, we'll see about that. Uh, You really don't have anyone who can play defense, so that should be a major priority as you go into next season is how are you going to stop people? Because just, you know, gunning threes and all that is great, and a lot of the best teams do that, but a lot of the best teams also allow 10 fewer points per game than you do. Mm-hmm. So, you know, the Bucks average 106 points given up, the Lakers 107, the Timberwolves 117. And, you know, Rosas said yesterday, well, you know, a lot of these players, they just got here, so they don't know the defensive system and all that thing. And I, I believe in that. But at the same time, you were terrible on defense before, and you had this team that went to, what, the Bahamas together to learn how to be best pals, and then you had Robert Covington, who's a very good defensive player, and you still couldn't stop anyone. So what are you doing in the future to make me believe that you're going to be able to stop anyone and be truly competitive? That's what I'm in wait-and-see mode on this. The vibe of being super thrilled with yourself and patting yourself on the back for where you are right now is kind of odd to me. I mean, even Rosa said yesterday, as I was listening to that interview, um, said something about um, how, you know, we're, we're, we've done, we've done what most teams take years to do in terms of clearing out the whole roster. Like, yeah, and you're still getting your ass whooped every night. So let's, let's see where that all goes. I'm kind of waiting and see. I, I just wouldn't pat myself on the back for trading all the players and losing a bunch of games, but I guess that's kind of where we're at. He seems to be super thrilled with where they are. So now I got to see it. And from here to the end of the season, I don't think you're going to see it. So now we have to more or less. Just wait. And that's why with Ryan Saunders, I would not evaluate him based on what's happened this season because his pobo decided to just shred the entire roster and give him all new players. I don't know how I'm supposed to and, evaluate him. And his star player refused to play for like 20 games. So. And he was asking Saunders to coach a team that didn't fit the system he was asked to implement. Like Again, I don't know that we're judging Ryan Saunders on wins and losses, but two double-digit losing streaks, 7-32 and 32 since December 1st, like... An evaluation at least needs to take place when this season is all said and done. That loss, though, a couple nights ago, along with an Atlanta win, or excuse me, no, Atlanta lost, put the Wolves into the top three in terms of the draft lottery right now. And that's big because with the changes implemented in the lottery last year, now the top three teams in terms of lottery balls get a 52.1% chance at the top four and a 14% chance at the number one overall pick. So now the Wolves are in that bracket of the three worst teams in the NBA and have an equal chance to Golden State and Cleveland at that number one pick or at least a top four. Yeah, and I know that he said yesterday that... uh, And I just simmed and they went down to five. Damn it. Carl Anthony Towns is working to get back and so forth, but you know I would suggest him taking his sweet time with the the place that they're at, and it's maybe just another lost season. The one thing I think you do have to understand if you're Gerson Rosas when you're talking publicly about where this team is at, A lot of people who come into teams, and and trust me, I was in Buffalo before I moved here, so I know all about this. You know struggle. They come in, and these organizations are kind of similar, the Buffalo Bills and and the uh, Timberwolves. 
the new people come in and they go, oh, well, I wasn't here for any of that. So it's all different with me. And I, you know, we're doing this and we're smarter than the last guy and everything else. And we hear that over and over and over again from everybody. But you do have to keep in mind, though, when you're talking publicly, what the fans have gone through with this team that people have stuck with you somehow through your disastrous history. Props because, to Wolves fans. Right. Those are I mean, really, stuck with this really team, mean seriously. And so so keep that in mind as you talk publicly like, and as you tweet publicly. Just keep that in mind that you could get humbled real quick in Minnesota as a lot of other coaches and GMs who had great ideas were. And so when you tweet something like tank that, like I get it, maybe you're trying to be funny, you're trying to be online and stuff and all cool, but if you're a Timberwolves fan, you're like, are you serious? Are you serious? We've won like two games in the last 20. We've tanked like 15 times and it never works. I wish I could do something for Wolves fans. Like I wish there was something that I could like, offer to Wolves fans. Deliver cupcakes <laughs> yeah, for a something. game. Like, like I, don't, I don't know what it would be. Cupcakes for all Timberwolves fans. Like maybe could I put out a free comedy show? All you got to do to get it is wear a Timberwolves oh, shirt. I, this is too. <laughs> this is too easy. They've been putting out a comedy show for yeah. a long time. You talked about it. it's been a laugh fest for a while now. <laughs> so right. so I think I think that in general they're in a decent spot and they have a chance to make big gains in one year next season. And if Ryan Saunders has a full off season to put everything in with the players they know they're going forward with, it can be better. But if you expect people to just be like, yeah, we got this, tank that, or whatever, we're behind you, bro. These people have been through a lot who are fans of your team. So I, I, I wonder about striking the right tone a little bit with that. Or even when you're asked about Ryan Saunders and his status, when, again, you're 17 and 42, being like, what? Everything's great. What are you talking about? By the way, it's, like I will, a, it's just like a weird vibe. I'll be doing some of that stand-up comedy tomorrow at Sisyphus Brewery if you want to come and check out my work. Yes, that was a roundabout way for me to get in a plug. We'll hit a wow. quick break. On the other side, Matthew Collar needs some help, and Declan and I are just the guys to help him. Right after this, Score North Live on 1500, scorenorth.com.